0: welcome to the approach shot the golf show that's more laughs than links more stories than strokes more guffaws than golfers here are the hosts of the approach shot john ashton and neil michaels and as the lovely miss diane says here we are I'm John
2: Ashton. He is Neil. Sing me a song, Michaels. No, That's right. because I can't
3: carry a tune in a bucket, man. You have sworn me off singing in the show, which has not stopped me before, but I just got, you know, I just got a reason for a song. Oh. That's right. Mm-hmm. I get really excited. I, I know people probably don't understand our craziness, but uh, Keith Hursland, who was a guest of ours not long ago, who is an author and was one of the originals, at the Golf Channel way, way back. If you haven't heard his podcast that we did with him, he's a great guy and a, and a terrific guest. But he is a terrifically talented author, and, and I have just been all over social media Googling about Murphy Murphy, his uh, his last book. But <laughs> ah, look who showed up at my house. <laughs> Ooh, is it not Not <laughs> grabbed I actually bought it. Yeah, no. I, I spent money. And I said to my wife, Hey, honey, is it okay if I have a girl show up at the house while you're at work? And she's like, what? And I said, that's okay. It's song girls. This is his latest. It's a mystery in two verses. And it's the, the story is that there's a girl who got in an accident and can only talk in song titles. Mm-hmm. I figured you would love that, being the old DJ yes. that we are. We could probably do an entire podcast only doing song titles. We could, indeed. That's we why could. they sing me a song today, because I'm I'm going to crack the book when I get a chance, and I'm looking really forward to it.
2: Yes, indeed. We got a, a, another uh, guest, a guy who was on just about a month ago, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, about a month uh, ago. Great. The best nickname in the world, Drano Leno, Kenny Perry's former caddy on yeah. the PG tour, man. And uh, he's got a family foundation golf outing coming up on uh, March 14th. It's a Monday. It's at nine in the morning and it's down in
3: Jacksonville, Florida. And the cool thing is you go down there in Jacksonville. If you're in the area, stop by play. And when you sign up, you can potentially play with a PGA caddy. Is that right?
2: I believe that is how it works. And there's um, some guys who we already, already committed. Ted Scott, Scotty Scheffler's caddy. Jeff Willett, who's Luke List's caddy, Henry Diana is Tom Hogue's caddy, and then Andy Drano Leno, former caddy for Kenny Perry and the president himself. of the Leno Family Foundation. Bones Mackay, who's Justin Thomas's caddy, may show up. He that's, he, he said that's he's possible,
3: right? Bones is like the grandfather of all caddies on on the tour now.
2: He is, yeah. And Joe Lacava, who's Tiger Woods's. Current caddy has also said he would love to be there. He may or may not be able
3: to make it. Very uh, cool. It, it's but it's the Leno found Family Foundation, yeah. and yes. they
2: do great work. If you're going to be around or can get around to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Monday, March 14th, it's going to cost you between 500 and a thousand dollars per player. I'm not sure what the differences are there, but they'd be more than happy to explain it to you. You can just give uh, Andrew Leno the second a call and if you if you're interested and we'll put this in the show notes too it is area code 214 683 98 Fifty-eight.
3: Of course, it's all tax deductible because it goes to the Leno Foundation,
2: right? And that phone number, by the way, is a West Coast phone number, so do your calling in Pacific time. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Don't be calling Excellent. from the East Coast at nine in the morning.
3: Excellent. And you could look it up. I think Leno Foundation. You can just Google Leno Foundation, and it yeah. pops up on there as well. Leno
2: Family Foundation, LFF, It's hosting a day of golf down there in
3: Jacksonville, Florida. We're hosting a man who you're going to say it's funny. You said, Andy Leno Drano has the best nickname, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Spuds is a pretty good nickname, too.
2: <laughs> and the question is, did Pete Rose give Andy his nickname?
3: I no, think he, not. I think not, <laughs> but he certainly did give Chris Sabo his nickname. The uh, Cincinnati Reds iconic player is our guest today, and we're so excited to be able to talk to him. And quick, I'm going to run in the other room and put some goggles on. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Spuds
2: <laughs> is coming up next. Hang out with us. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. We are the Approach shot.
3: Neil here and I have a coffee question for you how do you take yours a full-bodied roast something light no matter your preference trade coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home trade coffee sells the very freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters then they ship to you for free as often as you like whole or ground trade has real coffee experts that taste test over 400 roasts and then use technology to match you to your ideal coffee have yourself a little coffee fun and take their quiz to get started go to drinktrade.com approach i did and i was matched with dark roasts for the morning and flavored coffees in the afternoon trade coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free right now trade coffee is offering listeners of the approach shot a total of twenty dollars off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com approach so get started take the quiz at drinktrade.com approach and start your journey to your perfect cup that's drinktrade.com approach for twenty dollars off your first
2: and welcome back to the approach shot i am john ashton he is neil michaels we're on zoom so i don't get to know what his fancy little thing was in the middle there between neil and michaels he always it, something. it
3: said it said i want a cool nickname because oh. i'm now on a rampage needing a cool nickname because our guest today has probably one of the coolest nicknames of all time, and we seem to be on a roll with that.
2: Yeah, we've had a lot of cool nicknames
3: recently, haven't we? Drano, Sluggo, and now today, Spuds. For you baseball fans, you know right away who I'm talking about. (laughs) It is three-time All-Star World Series champion and 1988 Rookie of the Year, Chris Sabo. Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. We always do a cheat sheet on our guests so that we don't say something that didn't really happen. Right. But I know that you had an amazing career. I know that you had, for example, you hit 20 home runs three times during your career. You stole 46 bases in your rookie year. You hit 270 for a career with the Reds. I mean, all of these great things, but everybody who is a baseball fan, knows you for two things that I'm sure you just can't seem to get away from. Number one, your super cool nickname. And number right. two, your incredibly cool eyewear. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, uh,
4: <laughs> I, get, I get asked. In fact, most people still call me Spud. I've been very rarely called Chris. I mean, that's just something that's evolved when Pete Rose gave me that nickname a long time ago. And yeah, I mean, I, I have my players here at the University of Akron. You know, if you want to call me Spuds? That's fine. It doesn't bother me at all. Ra- I'd rather have them call me Spuds than Coach. And okay. then uh, you're, and you're right. I do get asked about the goggles quite a bit. And where are they? And I go, I don't have any. I know I, I gave all my goggles to the Reds Hall of Fame. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I don't think I have a pair anywhere in my house, even in my uh, some of my memorabilia from my uh, playing days.
3: Who's one yeah. of the greatest questions ever? was when you were younger and people said, why did you wear them? And I think your answer was something direct, like, because I wanted to see. Exactly. Exactly.
4: I, I, I wanted to see the baseball and uh, I was having problems. I was having problems. I was in the minor leagues in Triple A. I think it was in Nashville. And that's where we're, that's where we're going tomorrow for our first series uh, the play Lipscomb in, in Nashville. Anyway, I was playing for the Nashville Sounds, Reds uh, AAA affiliate back then, and I was having a real hard time at night. I was hard time seeing it, so I, I went went got an eye exam, and and uh, they said you need glasses. So I mean, I tried contacts, but they didn't work. I tried like regular glasses, and they kept moving around too much. And I saw this ad in a mall, I walked by an eyewear place, and I saw Reggie Jackson wearing these things called Rexpex. I went in there and I go, can you make prescription lenses in there and they said sure so i had them make made them up and uh, they were great they protected your eyes they didn't move when you ran when you slid stopped thinking your eyes so it was uh it was great I and mean, they were kind of goofy looking but they did the job
2: and they became iconic so i mean it was the big thing oh
3: did you do that pun on purpose john yes iconic
2: <laughs> oh.
3: i'm an old disc jockey that's what i do <laughs>
2: Chris, I'm John Ashton. I'm just down the road uh, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Neil's out in San Diego, but there's right. a brand of potato chips down here now they sell in Kroger called
4: Spuds. Are you getting a piece of that? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't been there. My main house is in Florida, so uh, there's really no Kroger's down there where I am at, Lakewood Ranch, Florida. Gotcha, so I haven't, okay. been to a, I haven't been to Kroger's in quite a while. And you're in Louisville. We play Louisville, University of Louisville, in uh, three weeks. Fantastic! Fantastic. We're we're excited about that.
2: Yeah, have to come out to Jim Patterson and watch y'all, man.
4: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we can
3: we can hang with them a little bit. We'll (laughs) see. (laughs) So, in in your career with the Reds, I love that you know the way statistics are these days. It, It used to be that people cared about how you played, and now it's all about the statistics. It says that if you took your entire career and evened everything out, your quote-unquote average year would be 21 homers 76 rbis 21 steals and 38 doubles because you were a doubles machine dude okay, do you have the- any idea how much money you'd make now <laughs> no
4: i did well I, I did fine i'm not honestly i tell people something, i never played for the money i could care less and that i'm still that way i just try to do what i enjoy and i figure if you do what you enjoy it all works out so uh yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good start to career. I really got banged up and hurt towards the end, yep. and I'm still, I'm still paying the price for that now. As I mean, I turned sixty here uh, last month, so uh, starting to feel it. You know, I've had a lot of knee operations, back stuff, and ankle and toes, big toes. So uh, as you get older, you start feeling all those days of the hard running I used to do. I mean, I can't run anymore, so those are just memories running around those bases.
2: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know, Chris, I, I've always wondered, because most professional baseball players have been involved in the game since they were kids, loved the game since they were kids, watched it, played it, pretended to be, you know, they had idols and stuff like that. When you get into the majors, does it still, like, when you first start, does it give you, like, a little queasy feeling in your stomach or some sort of thing, like, when you step into, like, Dodger Stadium or or Wrigley Field or Yankee Stadium or any of those iconic baseball parks that have been around forever even though you're a pro
4: no I loved it I grew up in the city of Detroit I mean Tiger Stadium was my you know I'm still upset at the Tigers for knocking that down to me that was Wrigley Field Fenway Park and I think they should have refurbished it but anyway that's that's a Detroit thing but yeah no I I didn't play much interleague in my career so you know Dodgers were in our division and San Diego and Houston and San Francisco and Atlanta and, and uh, back in those days. And, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember the first time going Dodger Stadium. It was really cool with the palm trees and and uh, how clean it was. I mean, it was an unbelievably clean stadium and and how hard it was to hit a home run back in that day. It was a big park and mm-hmm. once that sun, once that sun went down, the ball didn't seem to carry that well. And then, of course, Wrigley Field was my favorite. I just couldn't wait to go play <laughs> there. And I was fortunate enough to play at Fenway a little bit and Yankee stadium. And I loved it all. I, I liked all
3: the stadiums. I mean, you're in the big league.
4: It's the, uh, it's the place to be.
3: Most people know you for uh, part of the reason I'm sure that you are having knee issues and toe issues and things is because of the way you played. I mean, you played very aggressively and that's part of why you became such a fan favorite. I mean, everybody, you were sort of the reincarnation of Pete Rose, the hustle and, and the just play as hard as you possibly can we almost didn't have you in the bigs. You were a hockey player when you were a kid. Oh,
4: yeah. I mean, I grew up in the city of Detroit, and uh, quite honestly, I was more known for uh, being a hockey player and growing up, and I played on all the top teams. We won national championships and state championships, and uh, most people assumed that i choose hockey over baseball, but and it was a tough choice, to be perfectly honest. I was recruited, and I played junior A a little bit up in Ontario, and, and then I got plenty of offers, scholarship offers to play hockey in college, and, but I always liked the I always liked hitting the baseball. I mean, I think that was the determination determining thing. I loved the one on one confrontation with the pitcher, the excitement, trying to outthink him and, and trying to beat him. I mean, fielding's fielding. I mean, I never had a fielding slump in my life. That's easy. But the hitting, the hitting was what set you apart, and that's what the it was so hard to do. And the pitchers, you know, the farther up you went, the pitchers were so good, they get better and better, you got to adjust. Yeah, I think the hitting was why I chose to. Uh, try to go for the baseball thing.
2: I know one of the reasons why I, I wasn't a sports reporter when I was in the radio career was I always tripped over trying to say Detroit Red Wings. That always came out Detroit Red Wings. And like, it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Understand that the Chris is uh, one heck of a golfer too and we're going to talk about that as we come right back
3: regarding approach that we use. Hey, it's Neil, and like you, I've heard about a lot of folks making money with crypto, but frankly, outside of Bitcoin, I know nothing about crypto. Well, I was curious, and on YouTube, I found Crypto with James and started watching. James is cryptocurrency expert James McMahon, and his Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the very cryptocurrencies that he personally holds, so you can actually just copy them. Crypto with James's YouTube channel has over 15,000 subscribers and 1 million views. As an example, James's top pick of the year, a coin called Phantom, is currently up 440 times what it was when he originally made it one of his picks. Imagine if you had just put $1,000 into that one investment. So join the 1,300 members who already take advice from or just copy James by going to copymycrypto.com approach. You'll not only find proof of everything I've said, but listeners of the Approach Shot can join for just $1. You won't find this offer anywhere else on the Internet. That's copymycrypto.com approach and join today for just $1.
0: Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt. Here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payment up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today.
1: Call Credit Guard of America now at 800 672 6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800 672 6925. That's 800-672-6925.
2: 800-672-6925. And thanks for coming back. We are The Approach Shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Chris Stable is our guest. And uh, Chris, not only a, a hall, of, hall of Fame baseball career, I mean, the guy's fantastic. But now he's he excels on the golf course. Don't play him for money. Basically.
3: <laughs> well, you started that when you were a kid too, didn't you, Chris? Back in, in oh, yeah. high
4: school? No, I, my dad, my dad was a plumber. He loved golf. Uh, so he, he'd get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, go do his job. So he'd be done around noon, 1 o'clock, so he can go play golf. He, uh, he taught me the game of golf when I was young. And you know, I had little bitty clubs. And he showed me how to hold it and the basic setup and stuff like that. And, uh, again, it was, you know, I liked hitting stuff. I loved hitting that ball. and So uh, when you start golf that young, you pick it up pretty quickly. And I was always a pretty good golfer. You know, I played on the high school golf team. Then And then uh, I didn't play as much golf once I started pro baseball. You know, I w- wasn't one of those guys that would play golf and play a baseball game. I tried to devote my whole thing to the game of baseball. But then once I retired, I got back into it. I was fortunate enough to win some club championships and qualify for a couple of USGA events. and. I still like it. My oldest daughter got married in uh, December, and uh, she married a guy that's on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, Ooh, um, cool. Yeah, Kevin Roy. Actually, his last tournament, he finished fourth place on the Corn Ferry Tour.
3: Wow! And, congrats.
4: Yeah, and he's actually they're playing at Lakewood Ranch uh, National in Lakewood Ranch, Florida, this week, where I live. They're playing the course I play all the time. So, uh, yeah, I, I I really love golf. Again, I'm older now, so it's it takes a lot more. Preparation to get to be able to play golf than it did 30 years ago. But I still mm-hmm. love it. Once I get back to Florida, and I play a lot over the holidays, and it's still something I really enjoy. And it's really the only sport I'm still pretty good at. I mean, I can still compete with the top level guys.
2: That's the beauty of golf, man.
3: That is and you don't have to run. The yeah, exactly. No running,
4: <laughs> no, no walking. It's pretty, I might take a cart. Get in the cart, uh, drive great.
3: on. That's it. Yeah, drive on.
2: Do you, do you find it a lot easier to hit a ball that's stationary, even though it's so much smaller than than a baseball coming at you at ninety plus miles an hour?
4: My whole life, I've been asked this question, and and uh, I always say the same thing: golfers at the top level, baseball at the top level, is equally as difficult. But the pure act of hitting a ball, hitting a golf ball, or hitting a baseball, it's not even close. I can take my wife out on the driving range and tee up a ball, give her a driver, she's going to hit it every time. I put a baseball bat in her hand and put her in the box against Greg Maddox, she ain't going to have a chance. (laughs) She ain't going to have a chance. So uh, the way it's the pure act is much more difficult, but at the high level of golf, you know, you got to
3: control it. And that where baseball. you, You just try to hit it. You really can't control it that much.
0: Yeah.
3: Hey, you mentioned Susan and we just had Valentine's day come up. You guys have been married 30 plus years. What's the secret? What's your secret? Well, I don't talk much, and she talks a lot. So I, mean, <laughs> I, I, think, I, think,
4: I think that might be it. You know, she's she's really outgoing, and I'm not maybe as outgoing as she is. So uh, I, we can learn. I can learn to be quiet, and she can talk, and I'm happy with that. Now we just get along. She's fun to be with, and you now we have three grown daughters, and pretty awesome. And uh, in fact, she was she just went back down to Florida a couple of days ago. She was she was up here in Ohio for a while and uh, so she'll be down there for a few few weeks and uh, I th- I think she's coming to Louisville. So I'll, I'll see her again when we
3: uh, we go to Louisville to play uh, the Cardinals. Very cool. Nice. John, should we tell him now? Should we warn him now or just go ahead and tell him now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Chris, the next uh, the next segment here we uh, we call the six pack and we're yeah. going to fire off six questions. We want you to give us your very first answer that comes to mind. And uh, we thought we'd give you a minute to prep for
2: it. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and and you're going to take three deep breaths, and then we'll come back and we'll do this thing. We are the approach to
3: come on back and listen to the six-pack with Chris Sagel, our guest. The holidays are a great time of year, mostly. Let's face it, a lot of us feel stressed too. Gift giving, family money issues, it's a lot and can cause stress, anxiety, even affect your sleep. Hey, it's Neil, and if you haven't tried CBD to help with your stress and anxiety, you should. And the best CBD is the De-Stress Blend from Ned, spelled N-E-D. Ned's De-Stress Blend has been in development for over a year and contains a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG, which is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating stress and anxiety. Ned's products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs and Ned products have over 2,000 five-star reviews. Just to be clear now, there's no THC in these products, so there's no risk of getting high. Just in time for the holidays, listeners of the Approach shot get 20% off Ned products by going to helloned.com and using the code approach. That's h e l l o n e d.com and using the code approach for 20% off. Plus You'll get a free gift when you spend over $150.
1: Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men, want to feel younger, stronger, leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. I got to try Nugenix Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. And thanks for hanging. We are the
2: approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. Chris Sabo has been has been practicing. He's uh, he's he's relaxing, he's doing the Zen thing,
3: man. See, as soon as I heard he couldn't run, I thought, well, that's good. He can't run away when we do this. <laughs> no. He's becoming one with the
2: universe now and is ready to just channel the right answers to the 6 pack of
3: questions. So, Chris, the way we do this is we fire off the questions. We don't give you time to think about it. We don't want you to hem and haw. If you do, you'll hear this. That's how you know we want you to speed it up and and just right off the top of your head. You ready? Okay. All right. Question one. You have one of the most memorable nicknames. Can you tell them hung, hung up on nicknames in sports history, thanks to Pete Rose? So it was originally Spuds McKenzie, and it just got shortened to Spuds. Who else that you played with has a memorable nickname?
4: Ron Robinson. He used to be a pitcher for us, a big right-hander with a red right, right hat from California. Pete Rose called him the, the true creature. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Ronnie took it uh, good naturedly. In fact, he used to have t-shirts made up of with his face on it, and it said the true creature. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Pete, Pete Rose was famous for giving everyone nicknames and it seems like everyone had a nickname. It seems mine stuck the longest.
2: I would imagine that if Pete Rose gave you a nickname, no matter what it was, you would wear it as a badge of honor.
4: No, oh, I love Pete. I mean, he, yeah. was, he, believed, he believed in me, and, and I still talk to him every once in a while. He's, he's out in Vegas, and I think he's 80. That's, that's crazy to me. That does uh, seem crazy.
3: Mm. Yeah. Well, he was Charlie he was Hustle. Did, did anybody shorten that and call him Chuck <laughs> no, Charlie Hustle. Seems like too many syllables. We got to do something about that. <laughs> All right, question two, Chris. Which do you find more nerve wracking, getting in the batter's box against a great pitcher like a Maddox, or standing on the first tee in front of a large crowd? uh Probably the golf. You know, I played on that celebrity golf tour for a while. I mean,
4: we had a lot of fans at some of the events, and you know, I wasn't a professional in golf really, so. uh uh, that was a little harder, that first tee shot. Baseball, I really never got, I never really got nervous. I was excited. You know, I was concentrating so much, and I knew I could hit. So I would say that hitting a tee ball off the first tee, but then once you hit that first one and you, you get out there, then you're fine.
3: Yeah, why is that? It's so, but I, I know it's in front of people and such, but it's that first one. You, you've been on the driving range. You've, you've got your muscles warm. You've done well but it seems that everybody has it. You get on the first tee and just everything sort of stiffens back up. I think it's because
4: it's quiet. I hate quiet. In baseball, there's always a buzz, always some noises going on golf. When you get on that first tee, it gets pretty quiet for me. I didn't like, I like noise. I, I'd rather you know, I just watch that Phoenix event in yeah. Phoenix. And uh, I would have loved that. I mean, that, that'd be great. <laughs> people, people yelling and screaming at yeah, I was used to that when I played ball. There you go. All right, question three. Who talked the most smack on your Reds teams? Most smack besides your manager? <laughs> a uh, uh, I would say Eric Davis. I loved Eric. He was great. Uh, he was from L.A. He, was, he, he just had a big personality, and he let everyone have it in the locker room, and uh, it was all good-natured. No one was immune, and uh, I'm still good buddies with him. He was a tremendous player. We really enjoyed playing with him. And uh, so I'd say Eric Davis, Eric the Red. There
3: you go. Another great nickname. Mm-hmm. Question four. The approach shot genie just walked in the room and has granted you, Chris Sabo, the ability to put together a foursome of anyone living or dead. Who joins you in that foursome? It would be uh, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, and my dad. Mm. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. That would be, Did your dad play beyond the recreationally? Did he ever get into any tournaments no, or anything more competitive? No.
4: Well, he played like club tournaments and mm-hmm. golf clubs. But no, no, he never. I think he qualified a few times for the Michigan State Amateur, those kind of things when I was real little. But he was a, he was a good golfer. He was, he was pretty much scratched for 20, 25 years. With a homemade swing, he taught himself. And he was still one of the best putters I've ever seen. With that old he used an old bull'seye mm-hmm. old bullseye, <laughs> butter.
3: and uh, I tell you what he was deadly with that thing okay, I'm going to drill this down even further, just you know to to get down to the minutia. You made it Nicholas, you made it Watson and your dad, so there's two of you in a cart. Who does your dad ride with
4: uh, he probably rides with Nicholas, and I'd probably ride with uh <laughs> with Watson, even though my dad was a big Arnie guy i I sort of came up when Arnie was. Getting a little older, and uh, Jack was still in his prime. So I was more of a Nicholas guy growing up. Uh, my dad loved Arnold Palmer, so I, he was always his guy. Him and right. uh, my, I'm Hungarian, and my dad loved Julius Boros. And, oh, uh, yeah. there's a <laughs> name so, we haven't heard in a
3: while.
4: <laughs> right, those are the two guys he loved when Julius Boros came on TV, and so uh, he was he was proud of his Hungarian heritage.
3: Excellent question five, at the Reds World Series parade. You were quoted as saying, we got the rings, we got the money, we got everything. 30 years later, looking back, what didn't you have?
4: Uh, I don't know. I know I didn't have that coat I was wearing <laughs> there 20 minutes later. Someone, <laughs> stole, <it>. someone <laughs> stole that coat. It was the only time I wore it. It was some uh, sporting good company in Cincinnati made the sporting goods, made that coat for me. I loved it. It was a varsity jacket, white leather sleeves. And uh, after I I made that speech, I took it off and put it in the car. We were driving in the parade. I left briefly and came back, and it was long gone. (laughs) Oh, my. So I didn't have that. I had the ring. I had the money. uh, But I didn't have that coat anymore. hasn't shown up on
2: eBay yet, has it?
4: No, I keep waiting.
3: (laughs) I keep waiting. It was a great coat. We'll put it out there if anybody's got the coat. Spuds wants it back. (laughs) Yeah. All right, question six, and we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Since we are the approach shot, Chris Sabo, and your approach to life, what one rule do you live by?
4: Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very religious, so, I mean, uh, the golden rule. I try to treat people uh, good and try to do the best I can, even though I, I know it's not possible, but uh, at least you, you try. That's sort of why I got into coaching, trying to help these youngsters out, even though I'm getting a little bit older. Uh, hopefully, if I could help them out a little bit, you know, besides baseball, with life and give them a little life lesson, that'd be awesome.
3: Very cool. Well done, sir. You are off the hot seat. You did great. I thought that we were going to make you sweat a little bit, but nah, nothing. No. <laughs> <I don't know.
4: laughs>
3: nope. I've done a lot of interviews in my life. So,
4: so how the prospects for the baseball team this year, man? Well, you know, we're... They dropped baseball here at University of Akron. You know they brought me in to bring it back. This is my fourth year, third year of playing. It's tough. We really don't have scholarships, uh, okay. so it's sort of hard. To, sort of hard to compete with the other teams in our in our conference. But it's still good. I think we're going to be a little bit better than we were last year. Uh, does that mean we're going to win a MAC championship? Probably not. Just because we can't attract premium, premium athletes that you really need at this level. Right. And uh, but I enjoy it. The kids have been great. They try their butts off. We've been practicing since August, so now we actually start playing games this weekend. So they're all excited. We're actually getting outside here today. It's like fifty-five degrees here.
0: Yeah.
4: So we're gonna get out there about three fifteen, and at least get them outside a little bit for an hour or so before we travel tomorrow to Nashville. but well, good luck, man.
3: Excellent. Thank you me. know the great the great part about it is if if you teach them something, if they learn something and they are better than they were last year and they get better and they learn the fundamentals and they enjoy the game, you pretty much did everything you could ask for, right? I tell
4: them all the time. I mean, you're all going to get better. To what degree? I don't know. Some get better a centimeter. Some get better a foot. It's just a matter of uh, what kind of uh, God-given abilities they have. And uh, we we try to maximize those out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I got to tell you a personal story. My daughter, uh, my stepdaughter is not a gifted athlete, but she went out and played softball her last couple of years of high school. And right. it was tough to watch sometimes. They, they just didn't have a lot of the, the fundamentals. And they were trying and they were learning and some were much better than others. And by the end of her senior year, which was only two years, uh, she won the award for defensive player of the year on her team. And that girl to begin with, really didn't have a lot of background. And by the end, she could field clean. She could throw well. uh, She had a good arm and she had a good sense of the game. So I watched a kid grow from somebody who had really no background or interest in softball to somebody who did very well at it. And I think that's, if you can see that and do that, then as a coach or as a, a parent, you can't ask for much more. No, I agree. And that's a testament to, you know,
4: her working hard and a little bit of coaching, and and uh, she made it happen. Yeah, you can't hold them by the hand. All, all you can do is give them some knowledge, try to help them, but ultimately it's up to the player to put the work in, make the adjustments, you know, sort of learn what we're trying to say and put it into practice. That's the best way I can put it. That's where I'm looking forward to the games. You learn more playing games than you practice. Uh, we got a tough first uh, t- 10 games, so. That's going to be, uh, we'll know where we are after 10, 10 games. Oh, cool.
3: Perfect.
2: Have, have a great season, Chris. We
4: uh...
3: All right. Well, well, thanks for having me on. That was fun. Well, it Hi. was great having you as well. And good luck during the season. And, and uh, I'm sure that when Susan goes down to Florida and starts talking, she won't even notice that you weren't there. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs>
3: Okay, guys. Hi, Thank right, Chris. Thanks. thanks, man. Chris, Chris, hey, bye. Oh, yeah. thanks for joining us today on the
1: approach If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then, and then, the average funeral cost is over ten grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity. And an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies. Folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now. 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470 finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470.
2: Oh man. I get geeked out,
3: fan void, however
2: you want to look at it, when yeah. guys like Chris Sabo, come on and
3: I was talking to my brother the other day and he said, So you get you got Chris Sabo coming on? He go- and I said, Well yeah. And he said, Have you been talking with him? And I said, Well yeah, that's you know how we yeah. do that's how the booking works. He goes you have a pretty cool job, don't you? <laughs> you yep. kind of do, yeah. <laughs> they, like of they, really <laughs> they like really us. They really like us. really yeah. hey, like us. Two quick
2: things I want yeah. to throw up. One is we have a sister podcast, brother yeah. podcast, where want to look at it. It's called Those Weekend sure. Golf Guys. It yeah. is in the running to be the top golf podcast in the world through the um, Sports Podcast Awards organization. It is currently one of the eight finalists. The voting ends on the 6th of March. Oh, does it? Yes. So please just go to the Sports Podcast Awards, look for the golf podcasts, and vote for us. You can vote early. You can vote often. It's not cheating. You can vote as many times as you can. And we appreciate you doing that because being one of eight is is a feather in our cap. Mm
3: -hmm. But
2: if you don't win, you lose, right?
3: They say that if you're not the lead dog, the view doesn't change. That's
2: right. And it's not all that attractive to begin with. Speaking so what is dogs, I have yes. a question for you. Okay. Have you ever wondered who loves you more and more unconditionally, your spouse or your dog? No, I don't wonder that at all. It's my dog. <laughs> exactly. And you know how you can prove that? put them both in the trunk of your car. And then when you open it
3: up, see which one of those two is happy to see you. <laughs> I think I'll try that. I don't know that my wife will really enjoy the experiment, but <laughs> dog will it's <Generates> for science. <laughs> That's right. You know, speaking of animals, I, I was talking the other day to the gentleman who you and I have been talking to about, taking the approach shot and putting it on radio on a national Mm -hmm. basis. Right. And he's a great guy. And we're talking about all of the ins and outs of this, all of the really deep details, you know, what stations will it be on? What cities will it be on? Mm -hmm. What time of day will it be on? And right in the middle of this really deep business conversation, he stops me and he says, was that a rooster I just heard? (laughs) And I said, without missing a beat, I said, Well, yeah, why? <laughs> and he said, You know, I'm a suburban boy and I, I've been on a lot of calls, and you hear dogs bark or you hear cats meow or you hear a kid crying, but rarely do you hear a rooster. And I said, Call me back tomorrow about seven o'clock. I'll sit on the front porch and you can hear the ga- the, the cow and the goat across the street. And he said, Do you live on a farm? And I said, know why <laughs> i think that might have thrown him okay man once again we appreciate you voting for those weekend
2: golf guys in the right. uh, sports podcast awards uh the, the voting ends on um, march 6th you could even listen to it you don't have to just pretend you can actually listen and see if you like it and then vote for it yeah, that would be cool. a
3: great show. And, and I've never said that to you because I don't want to stroke your ego anymore. You know, <laughs> podcast is a lot, yes. but it is great. And, and Jeff Smith, your partner on that yep. show, your co-host on that show, yep. one of the country's top 100 golf instructors. Yes, so indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's, you know, something, if you haven't ever listened to the show, just go on there. It's like you're getting a free golf lesson without having to pay for it. And if you don't understand what he's saying, you can run it back a, hundred, a bunch of times without going. Excuse yeah. me, sir. Can you tell me <laughs> that again?
2: Well, the good news is, though, that that he doesn't speak golf ease. Ah, he won't. Great. He won't tell you to open your stance. He'll tell you to move your front foot back. You see, know? that's great. Yeah, great. and and yep. he does it so you see, so even in audio version only, you can still understand what he's talking about. And Love the, the show. So check it out. Those and it 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 helps your golf game. Yeah. Because you know you need help in your golf game. All of us, when we play golf, will say something like, oh, I love this game. But when you say it like that, you have to remember the same people invented golf and called it a game that invented bagpipes and called it music.
3: And with it being golf weather just around the corner. Yeah. here, you know, a 50-degree day followed by snow and ice. Remember, no matter how cold you are, no matter how snowed in you are, no matter how iced you are, life is a gift go open it
2: you've been listening to the approach shot with the weekend golf guys if you like this week's episode be sure to subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast spotify
1: or wherever you download your podcast and find us on the web at approachshot.net how powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
0: You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's.